Have you heard the phrase, practice what you preach? Stay tuned today as we'll see how Paul spread that same message. Hello, and welcome back to our channel, Christ Be Known. I'm Teddy Stewart. And I'm Ron Stewart. We'll be going through the God's Word on a weekly basis, unpacking the scriptures to achieve a better understanding and explore ways to apply this understanding to our lives. If you're new to our channel, a little bit about us. We're not experts in the Word of God, but we do love to read the Word of God and seek a better understanding of the scriptures in order to get to know Christ more. We also love to explore how these things apply to our lives. So these are our thoughts of what the Holy Spirit was saying to us as we did our study this week. Be sure to share your comments and questions below about how this week's study impacted you and let us know how it applies to your life. Also, if you'd like to use the same study journal that we're using, it'll be linked in the description box below. Okay, with that, let's say a quick prayer and let's get into this. Lord, Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time that we have right now. We know we are blessed to be able to be in your presence, Father. We ask that you use us as vessels to convey a message that you have. Let us be the best of our ability. Open up the ears and the hearts of anyone that hears the words that are on this video today. Yes, Lord. Let seeds be planted. Water those seeds, Father, and bring forth the harvest. It's in the name of Jesus Christ that we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, so we finished up Romans chapter 1. And the end of Romans chapter 1 is kind of talking about Paul is definitely dealing with the Pharisees uh, and the religious leaders. And he's talking about how they know what to do. They know the righteousness of God, but yet they practice all the wrong things. Mm -hmm. And that leads us right into chapter 2, and this is something to look for when you're reading. It's something you and I were just discussing, you pointed out. He starts chapter 2 off with the word, therefore. Yep. And as the saying goes, whenever you see the word, therefore, <laughs> you need to ask yourself, what is it therefore? Yep. So that basically lets us know that this thought is a continuation of the end of the last, what he was talking about, which is the end of chapter one. And he starts off here talking about judging others. Mm -hmm. You know, how, how can you judge somebody's sin when you're doing the same thing? You know, now first and foremost, we are not to judge non-believers anyway. That's God's job. Okay, doesn't mean we can't point out something or have a conversation, but there's a difference between talking to somebody about something and flat out judging somebody for it, whatever. And, but at the same time, those in the body of Christ, we are kind of supposed to hold each other accountable. Mm -hmm. um, but here, Paul was more talking about, you know, the way that they were judging others, you know, oh, you're doing bad. You're a bad person because you're doing this, well, you're doing this. But yet they were doing the same things. And, you know, I've got in my notes here that basically whenever we are judging somebody else, we are judging ourselves at the same time. Mm -hmm. 
so therefore, you know, if I'm calling you out and judging you for your sin, you know, then I'm going to be judged on the same thing. I'm judging myself. I'm just as guilty as you are. But they didn't look at that. Pharisees didn't look at it that way. And I'm going to go ahead and read uh, chapter 2, verse 3, and it says, And do you think this, O man, you who judge those who practice, who are practicing such things, and doing the same, that you will escape the judgment of God? No, you know, the, these, these people thought that they were perfect. It's almost, it's almost like they felt like they were, they were above the law. Sure. Um, because of their position, their position in you know on earth, yeah, their hierarchy. They, yeah, they yeah. felt like they were above the law, so it didn't matter what they did. Yeah, they could judge everybody else for not following. Yeah, you know what God says we're supposed to do it goes back to the old saying, uh, you know, that parents tell their children all the time, "Do as I say, not as I do." Yeah, exactly. it's exactly what they were saying. You're exactly right. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Do as I say, not as I do. Yes. In which God just, you know, Paul turns around and says, "Okay, well, good luck with that. If you think that, you know, you're not going to be judged by God as well." Yes. Yes. Exactly. I I thought it was interesting in verse one where it's you know it it says that um, for in whatever you judge another, you condemn yourself. For you who judge, practice the same things. So I kind of read that as a, a little bit, not a different way, but to me it's kind of like I'm judging, you know, if they're judging someone for doing something, whether they're really, whether the person doing the judging is doing that same thing or not, by judging them for doing that, you're condemning yourself for that same thing. Yes. Well, and I think whether that, you're physically doing it behind sure, the scenes or whatever sure, yourself. Sure, 100%. Because um, and I, I wish I'd have had this thought during my study and I'd have went back and marked the verse. But the Bible talks about how sin is sin. Yep, absolutely. God doesn't care. You could be telling a little white lie mm-hmm. or you could be murdering an entire family. Mm-hmm. And it's the same sin to God. Well, I mean, we'll talk about it here in a little bit. It's later on in this oh, chapter. Okay. Well, I mean, just where it talks about, you know, the reason that, one of the reasons that you know God sent Jesus and um, to die on the cross for us for our salvation is because we can't keep all the commandments. Right. Right. Yes. Yes. And so by not keeping one, you're breaking them all. You're breaking so them you're all. sinning. Period. End of story. Yes. So it, it doesn't matter. You know, if, if I'm judging you mm-hmm. for stealing, mm-hmm. I'm condemning myself mm-hmm. for lying. Or whatever sin that, you know, is my big issue, you know, right. whatever. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. If, if, you, if you commit one sin, you're committing a sin is a sin to God. Mm-hmm. That, that's why, you know, when you ask people, oh, have you ever stole anything in your life? Well, no. Really, not even a two-cent piece of bubble gum? Well, yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter if it was a $200 million fancy painting or a two-cent piece of bubble right. gum. Right. You took something that was not yours without their permission. Mm-hmm. That's stealing period in the story it's a sin yep. you know and so uh yes but that that's to your point yeah you know you're, you're condemning yourself because you're not sin free mm-hmm. you know it's just like whenever the they were going to stone the lady who had committed adultery yep and jesus pulled up and said okay that's cool yeah. you're right yeah, okay whoever whichever one of you is the a sin cast the first stone mm-hmm the only one there qualified to cast a stone did not do it. Right. He did not only judge. One, only one left when, yes. whenever he looked up. 
yes. besides her. And he did not cast a stone. No. He did not judge her. Mm-mm. He loved her. He forgave her. And, and you know, her so. Um, well, and it, I, I agree with you. I, I can't remember the verse off the top of my head. Um, but, it, you know, the one, um, why, why are you, you know, judging your brother, you know, for, for a splinter when you have a plank in your yeah. own eye? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I can I, I think it's back in Matthew, but yes, and I had uh-huh. that thought just while ago also. Yeah. But yeah, you know, pull, pull we'll get on. better at studying and uh, pulling up yeah. other scriptures for you. Yes. Um, but yeah, but sure enough, you know, you, mm-hmm. you're worried about a splinter in his eye, and you got to stick a wood in your eye. Yep. You know. Now, like I said, and once again, I, I, I'll have to dig and find the scripture. Maybe I'll have it for you next week. Um, but you know, we are to hold each other accountable. In the body of the church, you know, it's just like if somebody you know who is in the who is in the body of the church is sinning, doing something wrong, we are supposed to talk to them about it. Hey, you, well, you know. I think I think there's a difference between talking to somebody about something and holding them accountable versus judging them. Sure for enough, it. sure enough. And so it's it's all in about approach and how you handle that situation, 100%. Uh, delivery, attitude, everything else. You know, you come come at it from a Jesus perspective with love and compassion and grace and mercy and not a condemnation devil perspective. I'm better than you. You're, yeah, you're a mean, mess up. No, yeah. yeah. And so I, I, think, I think that's, you know, the difference. hundred percent. hundred percent. Because, you know, the thing about it, we are going to be judged on our deeds. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, this part of scripture right here, I'm going to read this, and I think this is one of the most misunderstood, mispreached on, misbelieved scripture, maybe in the entire Bible. All right. Let's do okay. it. Okay. So this is uh, two, uh, verse 6. Okay. Um, well, it's talking about God who will render to each one according to his deeds eternal life to those who by patient continuance in doing good seek for glory, honor, and immortality. But to those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation and wrath, tribulation and anguish on every soul of man who does evil, of the Jew first and also of the Greek or Gentile. But glory, honor, and peace to everyone who works what is good, to the Jew first, also to the Greek, for there is no partiality with God. So that, that okay, first of all, I'm going to start there at the end. The Jews were God's chosen people. Mm-hmm. But he has extended this grace to everyone. There's no partiality. Yep. He doesn't care if you're a Jew, if you're a Greek, a Gentile. He doesn't, doesn't care who you are. Mm-hmm. We all have the same grace and same mercy, have access to it. So, um, but. Which we talked about that in a previous video. Yes. It'll be linked in the description below if you want to go back and watch it. Yes. Um, we will be judged on our deeds, but that's not how we get salvation. And I know it even says in here. You know, eternal life to those who patient continuance in doing good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. There is no way that you can be saved and still live an evil life. If you are still living an evil life, you are not saved. 
I just don't. It, it's not possible. Um, because God cleanses your heart. Doesn't mean you won't do bad things. Mm-hmm. You won't mess up. You won't sin. The difference is, oh my gosh, what did I just do? Versus, okay, yeah, that's I, I just did it. Mm-hmm. It's part of my life. I did it. You know, that sin is part of my life. You know, um, the difference is knowing it's right and wrong, basically, and uh, there's a word I'm looking for, being well, upset about it. But, but I, but I think also there's a big difference laid out between verses seven and eight. Seven being the one you're referring to about you know the patient continuance and doing good for glory, honor, and immortality. But then eight goes to say, but those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth. Right. So to me, it's it's not necessarily that you're, you know, you're, you're not saved by, I mean, you can't save yourself by doing good deeds. We all know that. It doesn't right. happen. Right. But I think, you know, part of what you were saying is, is, you know, doing evil things if you're saved. It's if you're saved, you're your perspective changes because yes, like yes, you said yes. God changes your heart and you're no longer self-seeking and you want to obey the truth the word of God exactly exactly and see that that's why I was, you know because there are so many people that believe and preach on the whole Jesus plus mm-hmm. oh no you have to keep the commandments you have to do this you know you you can't eat pork you can't do this you can't do that no yes you can mm-hmm it's it's not Jesus plus, yeah. Which we talked about in the previous video also, but and and, it, and it's not that you. I mean, it's you're you're gonna do those things because we're human by nature. Sure. We live in a fallen world. Yes. You're gonna sin. You're gonna stumble. But it doesn't mean that you shouldn't not try to not do those things. Like you should still try to keep the commandments and still try to obey yeah. oh, and 100%. still try to do things. Yeah, it's it's you know. The fact that we are not knowing knowing that you're not going to isn't a reason to not try. Yeah, it's not it's, it's not a free pass to live how you want. Right. Right. That's what unrighteousness is. Mm-hmm. Because if you live how you want to live, mm-hmm. it's all self-seeking. Verse 8. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean it's just I think it's it's one of the most misunderstood because people read that and they're like, "Well, see right there. If you're not doing good deeds, you're not going to have eternal life." Bam a gambler. Because mm-hmm. number one, if you are saved, you're going to want to do good deeds. Now, it doesn't mean you're going to run right out and well, open up an orphanage and take yeah, the homeless off yeah, the streets. It doesn't mean, I mean that you're, you're solving the world's problems. No. You're um, just not creating world problems. But, but we will be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh. But you know, faith, salvation, and repentance. That's what leads us to wanting to do good, to mm-hmm. do good deeds. Um, not self-seeking, you know. And uh, I've got, you know, uh, what's that look like in your daily life? He's like, you know, we will still sin. We try not to sin. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. Um, there are people that struggle with the same sin mm-hmm. over and over and over again. Um, but there's a difference between living in it and it being a stumbling block, so to speak, tripping, mm-hmm. you know, stubbing your toe. And it's all an internal feeling. If it doesn't bug you one bit that you committed the sin, 
you might really want to check and see if you're safe. Because um, this should really, really upset you. You know, m most kids, and I say most because there's a lot of kids out there that don't care. Most kids are really upset. When they got in trouble by their parents, mm -hmm. what hurt them the most was the, the, the fact that they disappointed the parents. Right. Yep. That's how you know when you're saved. Mm -hmm. When it hurts you that you've upset God, you've let God down, mm -hmm. that's when you know you're saved. A.K.A. your heavenly parent? Yes. yes. Yeah. Your no, I, ab absolutely. Um, well, and I have application as well as, you know, focus on doing the right, good, and honorable things all for the glory of God. 100%. 100%. And one thing I want to add, it's not in my notes, one thing I want to add to that, too many people, and, and I, I, I have had this issue myself, get stuck in a rut of a sin. And that's what they focus on. Oh my gosh, I got to quit doing this. Mm -hmm. I got to quit doing this. I got to quit doing this. I got to quit doing this. When your focus is on the sin, that's what you're going to get more of. Mm -hmm. Just like we talked last week about Absolutely. Peter getting out of the boat. Take your eyes off Jesus. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you're stuck in a sin, that's a storm. Yep. And if that's where your focus is, that's you're going to sink. That's what you're going to do. Yeah. So even even if you're having a battle with sin, you're stuck in sin. You know, you have to keep your focus on Jesus. Yep. Any more thoughts on that? I'm good. Okay, so when we go on from here, he goes on to explain that basically those people who, mainly the Gentiles in the beginning, that did not have the law. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, you know, before Christ, they were supposed to obey the law. That was the only way to salvation, obey the law, which they couldn't do, mm -hmm. which is why you had the animal sacrifices. You bring your sacrifice to God, right. and you know, you're, 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 it's your atonement for atonement. your sin. Yep. And he talk, he's talking about, so the, those that do not have the law, they will perish without the law. They're not judged by it, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Those who have the law are going to be judged by the law. But that's not the most important part of this part of the scripture. It's when he talks about how come we have people that don't have the law, but yet they're following it. They're not under the law. It's not part of it, you know, but they're following it, you know. And um, it's right here. For when Gentiles who do not have the law by nature do the things in the law, these also not having the law are a law to themselves. So basically they don't have the law, but they're following the law. So they're kind of like a law to themselves. They show the work of the law written in their, in their hearts, mm -hmm. their consciences also bearing witness and between themselves, their thoughts accusing or else excusing them. In the day when God will judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel. So, you know, you had people that the Pharisees are running around trying to tell all these people, nope, you gotta do this, go do this. And here the Gentiles, they don't even have the law. 
Most of them may not even know the law. I don't know. I don't know. We're not told that. But yet they're doing it. They're obeying the law. Mm -hmm. And, you know, right there, their their actions are showing this. Yeah, I... It, what stuck out to me here is the, the you know, verse 15, where it's, who, who show the work of the law written in their hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what the Holy Spirit said to me as I read that is, okay, so they basically took something, the law, that they didn't know was there or, you know, didn't, weren't aware of the law. But yet they they followed it so much that it was written in their hearts, Mm -hmm. which is what we're asked to do over and over and over with this book, is to bind this thing around our neck and to keep it in our heart. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just it the correlations between the things that happened back in biblical times and the 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 way that they apply to our lives now the correlations just amaze me every time that I read this thing. That's why this is called a living word. It's very much so. Um, uh, yes. And you're 100% right. I mean, you know, because obviously this is right after Jesus came and died. I mean, not right after, but Paul Paul was after that. Mm-hmm. And so the Pharisees are still trying to live pre-Jesus. Mm-hmm. And here you have Gentiles who were never under the law. Never. Never, never, never. That was only the Jews that were under the law. Israeli, Israeli that's the Jews, whatever. Um, but yeah, but they're, they're practicing it. Mm-hmm. That's just, it's almost, you know, I don't like using this phrase, but they were just good people. Right. Yeah. You know. Um, well, and, and then the end of 15 where it says, and between themselves their thoughts, accusing or else excusing them. And so what that led me to an application that I have written down in my notes, but it's like, okay, so basically we can do the same thing today, you know, whatever behaviors or whatever it is that we're going through and dealing with in our lives, we, we rationalize everything. Mm-hmm. We justify everything that we're doing. So with our thoughts, we're either accusing ourselves or we're excusing ourselves in the actions and things that we're doing. My application with that is, is, continuously check my moral compass against this sure God's word sure to make sure that my accusations or excusings Hallelujah. line up with the word of God. Amen. If they don't, I better dive in a little bit more because I'm off. That's it. Your moral compass is not pointing the right direction. Mm-hmm. That, that's yeah. And they 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 had this moral compass. Probably didn't even know why. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you don't because they, you know, now I'm sure some of these people were Gentiles that had been to the church and you know were saved or whatever, but they didn't know the whole law, mm-hmm. you know. But because what I mean, it wasn't being taught no more. Right. Jesus was being taught. So, um, but yeah, that's that's a really good part. I, I like that part about it. You had people following the law that weren't even under it. Mm-hmm. So then, now here in verse 17, I'm going to go ahead and read this real quick because I really like this. Indeed, you are called a Jew and rest on the law and make your boast in God and know his will 
and approve the things that are excellent, being instructed out of the law, and are confident that you yourself are a guide to the blind, a light to those who are in darkness, an instructor of the foolish, a teacher of babes, having the form of knowledge and truth in the law. Wow, they just described a pretty good person out there. I mean, this is somebody who is on fire for God. Mm-hmm. They they know the truth. They they know what you know what you're supposed to do, what's supposed to happen, everything. But verse 21 you therefore who teach another do you not teach yourself (laughs) you who preach that a man should not steal do you steal you who say do not commit adultery do you commit adultery you who abhor idols do you not rob temples or do you rob temples you who make your boast in the law do you dishonor God through breaking the law For the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you, as it is written. Practice what you preach, man. Pretty sure that I have that exact phrase written over here. Uh, Right here. That's exactly what it is. Practice what you preach. How does this apply to my life? The very first four words. Practice what I preach. There it is. There it is. So it... This section really, to me, this section's very personal. Okay, yeah. Um, and he was being very personable with it to his audience that he was talking to. Mm-hmm. But as I read this, I wasn't alive back then, so I read it through Teddy's 2023, 2023 eyes first. And I took it very personable. And the reason I did is because, I don't know, one, two... 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, at least 13 times, I circled the word you or yourself. He's calling out you, yes. you, you. And to me, it just every one of them is like a... It's like an arrow. Yeah. Ding, ding, uh-huh. ding, ding, It's like ding, just, ding, just ding, hammering me just with shot me full of holes. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, okay, mm-hmm. okay, personable. Mm-hmm. You got my attention. Mm-hmm. I took it, you know, personal. But yes, it's exactly, those are the first words here. Practice what I preach. Well, you know, and it applies. You need credibility. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, man, I was talking to him the other day, and he was telling me we're not supposed to do this, but, you know, I saw him out doing this, this, mm-hmm. and this. You know. This right here, what we just read, is the definition of a hypocrite. Yeah, Absolutely. 100%. And Absolutely. unfortunately, there are a bunch of them that go to church every Sunday and claim to be Christians. There's a bunch of them. Well, um, and, and, you know, you've heard this. I don't, I've heard this said a lot. I'm sure a lot of other people have. I don't, um, you know, Christians are the, the most judging and hypocritical people out there. Sure. Um, now, I don't know if that's true because I don't know every person in the world. Well, what are you um, waiting for? With the but, internet nowadays, it shouldn't take I mean, a week. You know, you, you could... I can see it just with the little exposure I've had to churches. And, you know, I mean, you see it with social media all the time. But, I mean, it's... They're, they're just the... I don't know if they're the most outspoken or the first to speak up. Um, where they just you know speak the most because they feel like they should, but it just and and it's and it's a shame to me 
I don't know if shame's the right word, but I mean, it's, it's sad to me that that's the case because if you're reading this and you're following it and, you know, you have your bracelet on, that's what would Jesus do? You should be loving and mm-hmm. giving grace mm-hmm. and forgiveness and mm-hmm. not judging and not being a hypocrite. Yeah. Again, it goes back to you can, you can disagree with people. Sure. And you can confront people in a non-judgmental and non-hypocritical that, that, way. That, that's a lot of it right there. Um, you know, although there are hypocrites because every group of people mm-hmm. has bad apples, if you will. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yep. Um, but I think a lot of it, especially you get people who are new Christians they are just on fire for God. It's God, 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 God. Everything is about God, which is good. That that that's fantastic. We need more of that from seasoned Christians. Um, but nobody is taught how mm-hmm. to talk to other people, and you get a lot of people who just want to beat others over the head with this book. Uh-huh. And it's just like you know, and they're. They're coming, they're not doing it on purpose. They're not trying to be a hypocrite. They're not even thinking about themselves. No. All they're knowing is like, okay, I'm now saved. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be doing that. That's going to send you to hell. Da, 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 mm-hmm. da, you know? And technically, no, the sin will not send you to hell. Unbelief. Uh, unbelief, yes. Not accepting Christ as your mm-hmm. Savior will send you to hell. Mm-hmm. Not sin. If sin sent us to hell, well, we're all gone. Um, but, I, so I, I think... As a group, we may not be the true, most hypocritical and judgmental. I think a lot of times we come off that way mm-hmm. because, if yeah, just like we talked about, if you come at somebody the wrong way, oh, it's all delivery. It makes you makes them like you just think you're better than I am. Yeah. Well, well and, you go and, down to and, church on Sunday, and, and, and if they're if they're an unbeliever and you're coming off at them that way. Oh yeah, they're they're gone. Yeah, they're yeah, like, well, 100%. I'm not going to follow God yeah. if that's how His people yeah. act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're acting like a condescending, uh-huh. know-it-all jerk, and I don't yeah. want to be that. Yeah, I'm just fine without it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, hundred percent. So, um, well, and I I have <laughs> I have another app, the a second half of my application written down, which ties into um, kind of our our phrase at the end of all of our videos, but it's. Um, you know, live my life by the way of God and the word of God. Let others see the glory and majesty of God by my actions, not just my words. That's it. That is it. You know, I've heard it. And I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect. I mean, that's part of the, part of the beauty of doing this and writing these things down is it hammers it home to me again, 12 or 13 times you as circled because it's personal. Yes. Well, and you know, and although we're doing these videos to help others understand the Bible, we're also doing these videos. So maybe we get feedback to see what other people, mm-hmm. you know, what they got out of reading this Absolutely. stuff. You know, that's fantastic. It's like a big group setting. But anytime I've ever had any kind of, well, which has only been once, any kind of teaching position on the Bible, I got more of I learned more. Than the people I was teaching did. 
Now, is that is that my fault? Did I not do a good job presenting it? I don't know. I explained it the way I understood it. Yeah, but, I mean, I mean, you know, to my my point to that is that's you know my growth came from that, mm-hmm. and that's why that's why we have to stay grounded in it. Yeah, you ha- you have to press into God, and you have to stay in the Word, and you have to continuously do it. You can't just read the Bible once, whether it's in a month, in a day, in a year, and put it away forever and, and think you're good. I've tried that. Oh, I'm sure we all have. Not not, not that I thought, well, but, finish that one. You yeah. don't need it no more. Yeah, put that one no, on the shelf was, to collect yeah, dust. Yeah, yeah. it was It was just, uh, I didn't have time for God. Um, I, I was doing other things and did not have time for God, but... You know, so I've got to, you know, we we obey God's laws. Mm-hmm. Not, we obey God's law for the same reason we give. We don't do it to get. We do it because of what we've got. I obey God's law because of what Jesus did for me. Mm-hmm. What God has done. For well, me. and it goes back to a little bit of the conversation we had earlier. The analogy of you, you know another reason that we obey God's laws because God is our heavenly Father, and yes. you you want to please yes. you want to please yes. your heavenly Father, and you yes. want to make Him proud, and <laughs> and so you're gonna you know you you want to stay in the Word and, and obey it and follow it the best you can. You're taking the words off my page. Oh, my seek, bad. I can't seek, even read seek, them. Seek to please God. Oh, uh, uh, but you know. Bring him glory and on ourselves. It's not you know. Mm-hmm. Don't want to be self seeking. Um, you know, and yes, we're to, we're to follow the Ten Commandments. We're not going to get it right all the time, but we mm-hmm. are to follow them. And I, I want to go back and read a here in Mark because, well, actually, okay, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do it. Um, Mark chapter twelve. Verses 30 and 31. God the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Mm -hmm. This is the first commandment. And the second, like it, is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than those two. Those two commandments right there fulfill the law. If you follow those two right there Mm -hmm. and get it right as much as possible, you will fulfill the law as much as possible. Yeah, you're going to cover the other ones. I mean, you're going to cover it all. I mean, yeah. Because if you love your neighbor, which is everybody, Mm -hmm. as yourself, Mm -hmm. do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what it boils down to right there. Um, Well, and I was watching, or no, I was actually listening to podcast sermons on the way back from Dallas last month. And he was talking, he was going through the Ten Commandments, kind of like a David Letterman's top ten list. And he was going through those and, you know, kind of the underlying principle of each one of them. And on the one that was um, Thou Shall Not Murder, he, he kind of broke it down by step by step. He's like, nobody wakes up and is like, okay, I'm going to go murder somebody. No. You know, you have, you have steps. Well, before murder, there was 
there was hate and before hate there was um, like argument or disagreement and then before that was um, you know I think it was you know understanding it's like okay well you need to you know have understanding so that it doesn't lead to the argument or disagreement which then doesn't fester into hate which then festers into that mm-hmm. so it goes back to what you were just saying is it if you if you're loving with all of your heart and mind and strength and and you're loving your neighbor and that kind of like you're you're breaking those steps down and you're not getting to those so that's you know you how you're you can't gonna, get that how far. you're gonna keep those you can't get that far. right it can't get long-winded that far. circle um, you know we you don't have to like everybody but you can love somebody without liking them mm-hmm. easily put by not doing anything wrong to them is loving them mm-hmm pretty simple I mean well and, and you know. I mean and it goes back to what we've already said here is that you know ever God's gonna judge each of us based on our deeds like he's not like why should I worry about what you're doing because I'm not gonna have to answer for what you're doing when I get there it's true um, my, my point being is if 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 you if you wrong me I need to WWJD I need to forgive you give you grace that kind of it doesn't mean I have to ever talk to you again, or you know we have to ever interact ever again. But I give you those things not only for your sake but for mine mm-hmm. to let it go, and then let you and your maker have those conversations whenever that time rolls around. That's right. Which is why it's not us to judge. That's right. Now another, long, another long-winded circle. Yes. So. What I was just talking about, about fulfilling the law, we're going to talk about that for a little bit. When he starts talking about circumcision. I liked this part. It says, you know, I'm just going to read it. For circumcision, what? Verse 25. Yeah, verse 25. For circumcision is indeed profitable if you keep the law. But if you are a breaker of the law, your circumcision has become uncircumcision. Therefore, if an uncircumcised man keeps the righteous requirements of the law, will not his uncircumcision be counted as circumcision? And will not the physically uncircumcised, if he fulfills the law, Judge you who are even with your written code and circumcision are a transgressor of the law. For he is not a Jew who is one outwardly, nor is circumcision that which is an outward in the flesh. But he is a Jew who is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart, in the spirit, not in the letter, whose praise is not from men but from God. Mm-hmm. You guys won't see me do this often, but my goodness, I'm circling two words. It's the same word, but I'm circling it twice. Woo-wee, I like it. I don't, I, there's there's a bunch of studies, um, Bible studies series. I, there might, I think there's even a book. I could be wrong. I think there is, though. Um, it's called, you know, But God. Mm-hmm. And that's what I just, as you read verse 29... That's exactly what came to my head was he, he's a butt god. <laughs> but he, yeah. yeah. But he is a Jew yeah. who, who is one inwardly, 
Circumcision is that of the heart, which is inwardly, in the spirit, inwardly. Not in the letter, not in the law, not in of world, not of man, whose praise is not from men, but from God. But God. But God. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. I, I mean, it, and you know, we've had other discussions previously at other studies and stuff about what I think part of it ties to this. And, you know, we were having, I don't remember which, what book we were studying that time, but we were, it was all about the conversation we were having was, you know, it's, it's, it's a heart thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, yes, it's all, it's it all about your heart and mm-hmm. where your heart is and what your heart full of and that. And, and to me, th- there's more to that. There's more to this than that, but the inwardness and, you know, you're outwardly circumcised, uncircumcised, that, that doesn't, it means nothing. Right. It, it's where, where is your heart? What are you doing inwardly? Yes, um, they were still big on circumcision because before Jesus, it was just another qualification, if Mm -hmm. you will. But really, that was to be a Jew. If you were were not circumcised, you couldn't be a Jew. I guess it didn't matter. Your parents are Jews. Well, but you're not circumcised, you're not a Jew, you know. and of course, at that time, the Jews were God's people, and they were the only ones mm-hmm. that were God's people. So, if you weren't circumcised, they believed you weren't one of God's people, whatever. But I just like how he breaks it out. But you know, okay, you're circumcised, but you break the law. Mm-hmm. So that is the same as being uncircumcised. Mm-hmm. Once again, if you're breaking one, you're breaking them all. Yep. Now. You know, being circumcised is not one of the Ten Commandments, but it was one of the 632 commandments that the Jews had prior to Jesus. Um, but then I'm like, okay, but if you got a guy over here who is uncircumcised and he keeps the law, mm-hmm. doesn't that make him circumcised? You know, um, which <laughs> I just wish I could have seen the Pharisees' face when they're reading this stuff. They're like, who is this guy? What's he talking oh, about? Oh, yeah. Um, it, you know, and then, of course, yeah, the, the part I've got really highlighted was when it talks about, you know, that to be a Jew, it's not an outwardly thing. It's inwardly, just like you just explained. Mm-hmm. And I have that whole section highlighted because it, it, tied, I mean, it explains it all. It ties it together. It's the most important features, in my opinion. But Yeah, well, and, I mean, and it ties, you know, it ties it directly to, like you said, I mean, outwardly is back-to-back, and it, and it ties it to the flesh. And we know that, you know, we're supposed to die to the flesh. Yep, yep. And, and you know, live, for, live with the Spirit, live for the Spirit. Yep. So it's just another, you know, direct correlation there of, of tying those two things together. Yep. And this, I actually got ahead of myself a while ago. I, I decided to talk about fulfilling the law before we read it, and I plan on talking about that at this point in time. But that that's what, you know, circumcision was part of fulfilling the law. So was keeping the commandments. So, you know, mm-hmm. that, that was all fulfilling the law. And, and it just goes back to those two commandments. They had 632, I think, is the number prior to Jesus. Moses wrote the Ten Commandments. Which, if you follow the ten, I don't know how big our law books are, and you know, up in the Library of oh, Congress, yeah. you know, probably huge and thick. 
All you need is one sheet of paper. Mm -hmm. You follow those Ten Commandments, you don't need any of the law. Okay, maybe they still need to tell me not to park in my grass, because that's not covering Ten Commandments. But um, but still, you don't need any other laws. That, that, that fulfills them. And then, of course, Jesus broke it down to just those two. Right. Because if you love God with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul, and you love your neighbor as yourself, the Ten Commandments is all about... All 10 of them apply to hurting God. The rest of them apply to hurting your neighbor in some way, fashion, right. or form. Um, so if if you follow those two, you fulfill the law, and you are essentially grafted in to be a circumcised Jew, to be one of God's people, mm-hmm. be in the kingdom. Which is the important part. Yes, 100%. 100%. Man, oh man. Any more notes you have that you want that you need to touch on, that you want to touch on? No, I mean, application to life, I, I put don't just be an outwardly Christian. Um, Going through the motions. Playing yeah, the part. You have to be a Christ follower in your heart and spirit as well. Sure enough. That's where the change takes place. Mm-hmm. That's where the change takes place. Um, oh, don't be an outwardly Christian just to get praise from man. Yeah. Be inwardly to get praise from God. That's why I think it's in Matthew also. Don't let the right hand know what the left hand is doing. He talks about it in there, even in mm-hmm. your giving. You know, hide it from your other hand. Uh-huh. You know, do it in secret. Yep. And that's don't don't be out on the street corner don't, don't, don't be, praying in don't public. Be, don't be boastful. You know? Yes, yes. Again, because that's all self seeking. Seeking your own glory. Seeking mm-hmm. your own glory, yes. Yep. So just to just a quick summarize mm-hmm. here, Romans chapter two, it's really it's to me it's As, as many verses as there is, it boils down to a couple of things. You know, do not be judging others because when you do, you're condemning yourself. Yep. Practice what you preach. Mm-hmm. Okay. Practice what you preach. You're going to tell me not to do it. You better not be doing it either. Absolutely. Um, you know, and it's an inward change. Circumcision happens inside. And, and that was what's going to make you want to do the good deeds, to, to obey God, to obey the law. We're not justified by our deeds. We will be judged on them, but we're not justified by them. Right. There's a difference. So even, even if you live in a lot of sin and you get to heaven, you might get to go into heaven, but you will be judged for all the bad stuff you did. You know, Even before being a Christian and being afterwards, you know, we'll be judged for it. And you know, God takes sin very serious. You know, that's... I'm going to touch on one more thing here. I was trying to wrap this up. I'm going to touch on one more thing. <laughs> As humans, our logic gets in the way. I, I think. I think logic, reasoning. And we want mm-hmm. to sit here and say, well, I'm a better person than that guy that's on death row at the prison. By the world standards, you probably are. Because you ain't killed nobody. You ain't mm-hmm. done whatever he did to get on death row. But mm-hmm. I guarantee you've told a lie. You've stolen something. Um, most people have been an adulterer. 
Uh, most people have committed murder in the fact of hatred in their heart, which Jesus says is the same as murder. Um, so by God's standards, you're not a very good person. None of us are. Mm -hmm. I like to think I'm a good guy. I try to do right by people and try to be nice and try to help people and this, that, and the other. But I'm not a good person. I'm a wretched sinner mm -hmm. that's been saved by grace. Amen. All by God's mercy. So, um, deeds are important. We will be judged on them, but we're not justified by them. That's all done by faith. But when you truly are saved by your faith through God's grace, you will want to do those things. Yeah. It may not happen that first minute. I've told people this before. Like, well, I don't want to give up my lifestyle. Look. Don't worry about how, don't don't worry about the mess you're in, mm -hmm. the muck you're in right now. You give your life to Christ. When it's time for you to change, you'll want to change. Mm -hmm. God will change your I, heart. You know, and I th it's really interesting because it's I don't even know if it's like a want to thing. I just I know that myself personally, whenever a few years ago, like we talked about in a previous video, when I was super plugged in and like this was this was my jam. Um, it, a, it was because of time. I wasn't hanging out and doing stuff as much because I was, you know, doing the, these types of things more. Mm -hmm. But it, the the crowd that I hung out with, I, I'm still great friends with them today. I don't hang out with them and talk to them all the time like I did then. It wasn't you don't have to befriend people, you know that that aren't of the same, you know, focus as you are. Right. And you don't have to like make it a point, okay, well, you know, I've, I've been saved today and now I'm going to start reading the word and everybody I talked to yesterday, I'm not talking to them ever again. No. You just keep your focus here and start doing what you're doing here. And those things work themselves out. Sure. Like, it wasn't a choice I made consciously of, oh, okay, well, I'm not going to hang out with them anymore. Like, I'm done hanging out with them. It was just, you start hanging out with other people and doing other things revolving around this. Your interest changed. Exactly. Your interest changed. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and you know this, you're my brother, so you know all of my friends. But I've still got most of my friends left from my younger childhood. Mm-hmm. That I see at funerals, uh -huh. might talk to them. Ah, there's one of them I talk to about every week. But I don't hang out with any of them anymore because none of them have changed like I have. I I'm not one of them anymore. I still love them to death. They're they're my brothers. Mm -hmm. I, you know, always will be. I'm not turning my back on them. Our interests have changed. Yep. I, I'm not interested in doing the same things they're interested in doing anymore. Mm -hmm. So you only hang out with people that you have like interests with. Yep, absolutely. So, yeah, it's you're right. It's the same thing. All right, I am going to wrap up this time. <laughs> I promise. Somebody, Put a bow on it. Somebody told me I was long-winded once. I don't believe them. Um, they told you that once or they told you once you were long-winded? <laughs> I don't think either one's accurate. <laughs> right. Yeah. Once upon a time, I've been told I was long-winded. Uh, I like to talk. Go figure. So, anyway, here, yes, real quick, again, 
do not judge others mm-hmm. because you're condemning yourself because none of us are perfect. We're all going to sin, but we want to do our best to follow God's law because we don't want to be a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. Well, no, excuse me. We want, we want to please God. From a man's perspective, we don't want to be a hypocrite. We do it to seek glory for God so that everything points to Him. We're not self-seeking. Nope. Um, and then just fulfill the law. Love the God with all your mind, your heart, your body, your soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. Practice what you preach. Practice what you preach. That could probably be the whole summary of Romans 2. Practice what you preach. Absolutely. I, I, I believe so. Yeah. So, want to thank you all for joining us again. Um, once again, you know, share your thoughts, comments. Let us know. Maybe you think we're off our rocker. Let us know what you got out of Romans two. How does it apply to your life? Maybe experiences you've had or whatever. Um, and if you did not see last week's video, it'll be linked in the comments below. Uh, the ending of Romans Romans chapter one was a two part video, so. We'll put both of them in there. But, man, if you get any value out of this or, you know, if, if, if you like what we're doing here or you just enjoy it, maybe it's comical to you and you find it entertaining. I don't know. Consider subscribing, liking it, liking the video, sharing it. You know the deal. Hit the little bell so you get notifications. I'm sure this ain't your first YouTube channel you've watched. <laughs> so, anyway, with that... We're going to wrap it up this evening. Okay. Um, So just as our reminder to all of us, uh, let our focus be that throughout this life, we live and die in a way that whenever we are thought of, it is Christ that is remembered. Amen. Christ be known. That's it. Let us pray before we go. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this time today. Father, we thank you for your presence Mm -hmm. in this room and your presence in all the rooms of everyone that's watching this. Father, we thank you for just speaking to us through your word today, uh, for giving us the words and for giving us the, the eyes to read the words and the mind to, to understand the words, Father. And thank you for planting the seeds in our hearts um, and for watering those seeds so that they may grow and we may, yes, we may know you yes, more. Lord. Father, we, we thank you um, for the opportunity to present your word. Um, And we thank you for everyone that's watching it. And we hope that you just continue to watch over us and everyone watching and bless us all, Father. And it's in your son, Jesus name that we pray. Amen. Amen. We'll see you guys next week. See you next week.